T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Which is so amazing and loved by everyone. Afternoons on the score. I'm quiet in the absolute darkness. Darkness retreat. Darkness retreats. Darkness. But sitting in the darkness with your thoughts in the darkness. So it would hit me in the darkness before I went to darkness. In, in the darkness, darkness, darkness. I'm in the dark here. He's out of the darkness, and apparently he did go for four days. But if you can't trust uh, reporting around the darkness retreat, what can you trust? I didn't realize that. He said he did go for four days? It's uh, according to the ESPN article that I'm, that I'm reading about it. Uh, he's come out of his four-day darkness retreat. I don't know. That might just be sloppy editing by them. I guess it's possible. Because it was billed as four days, and then he came out after two. We thought, uh, but he might have gone in a different day. Who knows? Uh, Tanny and our, you know, the, the, you. always looking to give Aaron Rodgers the benefit I, of the doubt. Hey, man, I got to say, after I learned a little bit more about what the darkness retreat was and I saw the room that he was in, uh-huh. I, too, would pay to be in that room alone for four days. Has anybody on Green Bay Sports Radio or Milwaukee Sports Radio, Bart Winkler would have done this. Has he done it? Has somebody tried to go in and, like, do the a six-hour version or, or something? Just, just... For for the sake of trying to live inside for the, the mindset. Bit. Yes, for the bit. I know that there was a journalist who did it, I think for the Washington Post or something like that. Aaron Rodgers did a darkness retreat, so so did I, and she wrote about it oh, really? and talked about her experiences yeah. with the whole thing. But yeah, it's a it's a great sports radio bit. It it's, really it's, is. It's right there for you. And uh you just use a side production studio around the corner. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> so Danny in the group chat said something along the lines this morning of Oh no, Rogers went back on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. This is this is not Blue Ivy. That was who he was dating. What? That's yeah, Blue, Blue of Earth. Earth. Blue, yeah, of Earth. Earth. Blue Ivy is Jay Z's daughter, I think. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Blue of Earth was right. the woman that Aaron Rodgers yeah. was dating, and he was on her podcast. But Aubrey Marcus, he had like the three-hour podcast the last time. Very long. Uh, that's what Ayahuasca did for me. That's right. That's oh, where he talked about it. Grandma bagging grandmother to let me purge whatever was inside of me and needed to come out right i had not heard of aubrey marcus yeah, who is she uh, it's a he 
And oh, he, Jesus Christ. And he's a um, Aubrey Marcus. <laughs> oh, no. Well, no fairness. Uh, Aubrey Marcus is like a fitness and well-being, well-being a guru who has turned enlightenment into big business. And they podcast barefoot. They do. Oh. Yeah, both, yeah. Well, that's significant. Got yeah. a weird-looking nose, this fella. Aubrey Marcus, a lot, lot of success on it, I believe, is the company. I was learning about it a little bit this morning. Oh, Rogie's company? Or did Rogie spin that off? Did he sell that, Joe Rogan? I, I, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know the I'm answer. I'm not on a Rogie named basis with, 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 with Joe Rogan. You don't call him Rogie? <laughs> <laughs> I've never even heard Tanny call him Rogie No, before. me neither. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's for, the thing. For, yeah. for, for, for the diehards. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, Aubrey Marcus, interesting guy. Tanny also does a lot of DMT. Sure. Yeah, well, I'm sure it comes Dynamite. up. Oh, might. Yeah. <laughs> on the podcast. So uh, let's he- let's hear Aaron Rodgers tell Aubrey Marcus about the darkness. There was uh, an excitement. I think uh-huh. there was there was the the understanding that I was walking into the unknown, and I think it's part anxiety and part excitement. Like, yeah. What is it going to come through? In these four nights, and also what is going to come through in these four nights? You know, mm-hmm. just the dichotomy of um, just the unknown. Um, so I lit a little candle. I closed the door and kind of arranged my food on my bed where I was um, where I was going to eat it, and then I blew that candle out, mm-hmm. and that started um, a pretty incredible. Uh, Difficult at times, uh, four nights. How often do we ever unplug? Or how often do we even set our phones down for a little bit? You know, read a book instead of watch TV, you know, meditate instead of listen to music, um, whatever it might be, you know, that, that allows us to kind of disconnect from technology and from the world and like give ourselves the gift of uh, rest after eating some breakfast and then kind of getting into my meditation and, and, and long bath. And, and it kind of came to me like today you are going to experience your life, uh, in the present and in the near future and in the long-term future that you are retired. But there were some deep insecurities and fears that, that came up in the darkness around what retirement uh, is and and I really had to sit with those and then go to the root of what those are, and trace those back to uh, childhood or trace those back to college or trace those back to early days in the NFL and and work through those moments uh, that came up and and the insecurities and what happens when when they turn the lights off to your career you know mm-hmm. what happens when you're oh when somebody says oh you, you used to be Aaron Rodgers right. Mm. Mm. I still am. You're kind of a wackadoodle. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> oh, man. He's delving deep in there. It sounded like he's legitimately trying to self-explore there for what it's worth. Yeah, I think that that it sounds genuine. And it's a, a long bath in the dark. Uh-huh. Sounds kind of nice. It sounds genuine. Like the what he's trying to reach is genuine. Yes. His process in, in which he's going about it is just crazy. Yeah. But people do this stuff, man. Like, like if you had infinite money, basically, which is what he has, and, and, time. You, and you're not you're not married, you don't have a kid, like you would explore every single option to better yourself. I think I know yeah. I would. You know, yeah, it's interesting. Tanny, yeah. like, yeah. it, it, like uh, the rest of us kind of talk about therapy a little more commonly. 
But here's Tanny diving in, feeling a kinship with Aaron as he does the searching. Mm. Not saying that you want yeah. it or need it, but you feel an empathy for it in some ways. Well, I just I just see, like, what if you had Aaron Rodgers' life? Not many things tying you down. We even know about his family, which he talked about a little bit in that clip it on the he show. He does not have to visit his parents. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. does not have a lot of responsibilities. So what does a single guy with a lot of money do who really probably can't you can barely go grocery shopping in Green Bay when he is there and how many other places he's going to be known everywhere he goes. So what wouldn't you do to like try to get to know more about yourself? I, I get it. Yeah. You know? I, you know, Cause also he's probably just turn off your phone, man. But, but, but again, there's, there's the TV, there's music. Uh-huh. I did detaching completely from the rest of the world is difficult is virtually impossible. Uh, but to Tanny's point, he kind of does not, if he's does if he's not married, and didn't he just break up with? Uh... Wait a minute, he's got no problems now that I think yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's got no responsibilities, and he's thinking about removing the only real responsibility he has. His only problem is, oh, I told this receiver to go that way, and he went the other way. <laughs> oh he, no, he, he doesn't think it's a problem. Here, here's sixty million. Uh huh. Yeah, no, he's got he's got nothing. He's got a lot of money, a lot of time. So, I mean, you know, he's like Might gone. as well and visited everywhere in the world, probably. Uh, he's traveled everywhere. Yeah. Might, tried everything. Might as well just gaze at your navel <laughs> for four days. He's a bored millionaire. He's a bored millionaire. Did yes. he break up with the uh, owner of the Milwaukee Bucks' daughter? That, that's was his, that ever was his a last confirmed thing? Yeah, according to TMZ on January 9th of 2023, oh, that oh, was confirmed. It's so Mallory Edens. Mallory Edens. Yeah. yeah. But it was Shailene Woodley. Then Blue Earth, Earth, Ivy Earth, and then Blue now, of Earth. There's no now Ivy in Ma- there. Eden. Blue of Earth. Um, he also mentioned he went with a buddy. Like he just had a bro, a dude bro, who was like in the in the darkness, in the cabin next to him or whatever nearby. In the structure, yeah, just a dude that does things with it. That, it would be awesome to be that guy. He's in the inner circles. Was it was it Devonte Adams? <laughs> we don't know. We have no idea who it was. Just, just guys being dudes. <laughs> hanging out in the darkness in the dark. together. You never know, man. Man, textures are like <laughs> just saying a lot of inappropriate things. Oh, they really are. <laughs> Every time Rogers talks, all I think about is Peter Griff- Griffin saying, oh, my God, who the hell cares? That's the one he thinks. Rogers is so damn weird. He's such a prima donna. All of this stuff. He's uh, trying to better himself yeah. and figure out what like is that not a relatable thing when I if if you have a, having the money and no responsibilities no 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 spending. that's not relatable oh no 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 the idea of like if you I mean okay looking if, inward if you uh, were no longer Matt Spiegel radio host and frontman of a band oh if th- right if those things were, were were removed from you that is if you if you have a profession. That is tied in and intertwined with your identity and self worth. There are a lot of great things that come with that because, on some level, you feel like you are never working a day in your life because right. you are working with your passion. But on other levels, it is a dangerous uh, venture because it becomes a huge part of who you are, and uh-huh. there, it's tougher to separate work from life. Uh, look, look, I that, absolutely, that, I can, I can genuinely empathize as well as sympathize. With the idea of figuring out what your identity is when you're done with something. Hell, I left, I left Chicago for L.A. and left Tributosaurus behind at 37 or 36. Well, that's how old I am now. Yeah. So I, I, I left to go to L.A. And I remember, it's funny now that we're talking about this, because that's right when the Brett Favre stuff was happening. And I remember ripping Favre 
And also just a little bit identifying with just on whatever level I could, the idea of leaving something that you love and not wanting to leave something that you love. So, yes, there is absolutely is a human level in there that we can we can understand. So maybe not sympathize. I can empathize, but I don't know about sympathize. Yeah, and I don't, but I don't know that he's asking for anyone to sympathize with him. No, or it, or empathize. Frankly, he's just like he is just sharing his mental health journey. Yeah, which is certainly an unconventional one. But I mean, ayahuasca has been done for thousands of years. Yeah, well, like, it, it's one of the oldest like medicinal treatments known to man. To your point of not asking for sympathy. There, he talks later in the pod about about whether he's going to quit or not, and he references Brett Favre. We're but gonna, uh, we're gonna play, yeah. But there, uh, but there's also a moment in there where he talks about people who are annoyed by hearing from him as well. It's best for anybody who has an interest in this to make a decision sooner rather than later. You know, I remember, you know, when Favre uh, before he retired, you know, there were times where he it was in April and May, and he still, you know, we weren't sure if he was going to come back because he didn't come to any off-season program. And and then in 2008, he actually did retire in March and then kind of said, no, 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 actually in June, after OTAs, I actually want to come back and play. And then that's when, you know, being traded to the Jets and, you know, there was obviously a lot of tension that summer. But um, for, for everybody involved directly and indirectly it's best for a decision earlier and i feel i feel really good about um about the conversations that um that are going to be had that have been had with uh, important people in my life yourself included that um, help to orient me but i'm not looking for somebody to tell me what the answer is uh, all the answers are right inside me and i i touched uh, many of them and definitely the feelings uh, on both sides during the darkness. And I'm thankful for that time. But, um, you know, it's a very, uh, there's a finality to the decision. Mm-hmm. And I don't make it lightly. I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because I get asked about it. Um, I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it and you think it's drama, you think I'm being a diva or whatever, then just tune it out. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But this is my life. It's important to me. And I'll make a decision soon enough, and then we'll go down that road and be really excited about it. Yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. I, I found that in reading the quote, and now I've heard it for the first time, it's the most I've actually liked him in a long time. I found that very human and he's like, he's been talking with this guy for a couple hours. He thinks he's close to the guy, whatever. And he's like, yeah, if you don't, I get it. You think I'm a diva, whatever. Just tune it out. This is my life and it's important to me. I, I could actually respect I, that. I, I, I can too, but I know too many Packers fans. The idea that he's not dragging this out <laughs> is just ludicrous. He is not dragging it out as much as Favre did yet. He's not. It, it, but he's done, it, he's done it multiple off seasons. I, I know. And I mean. Oh, the, I, I, the combine's going on, and the general manager do. of the Packers is having to make plans. And so, like, you know, free agency is March 15th. That's two weeks from, right? It's, today's March 1st. It's 14 days from now. Yeah, yeah. So, my guess is from hearing that, he's going to make a decision before March 15th. Uh-huh. We're going to get a public reckoning of 
Aaron Rodgers is going back to the Packers uh-huh. or being traded from the Packers. I don't think retirement is on the table. Well, he talks about retirement being scary, and he'd be leaving $60 million on the table. I don't think he's retiring. Either way, his employers, his team, deserves to know what the hell they're going to deal with and be dealing with in the next two weeks. Like, it's so yeah, so he is drafted. And that's in March, and then the season doesn't start till September. Yeah. But and, and there's he three, also gives seven interviews or ten interviews sure. between the end of the season oh, and now, and that drives the news cycle, and Gutenkunst has to talk and all that stuff. It's super um, manipulative, and, and, and it's, it's not very caring or kind to your employers who have to deal with it and answer the questions and go through it. Because but he's it's, like, oh, I'm being asked questions about it. You could not do the interviews. Sure, <laughs> but it doesn't logistically hamper them. If he makes this decision, doesn't logistically damage the offseason the way that Favre did over and over again. Correct. Not yet. And, and I'll give him credit for that, that in terms of the time frame of it. Now, last year, last year, did he hold his team hostage a little bit longer? I don't remember the date of the whole thing. It makes me want to examine the timelines of his hostage holding off seasons and Brett Favre's hostage holding off seasons. Makes me want to examine those dates. No, Mar- so no, March 8th last year. He admitted last offseason he contemplated retirement before he made his decision to return on March 8th, shortly after he signed the three-year $150 million contract extension. So yeah. again, before the league year opened. So he's he is basically just saying, when the year ends, uh-huh. I don't make a decision on next year until I have to. And then he really does, because he doesn't have a wife or kids or... Anything. Problems. Problems. <laughs> he really Tim, looks, you've, made, you've made your point clear really, on problems. He really looks deep within his own navel for as long as he possibly can. <laughs> no parents, no anything. No sibling. He has no one to answer to except this when, big pile of cash. When's the last time that dude like cared about his bank statement? You know? You know how many times the rest of us look at the bank on the phone like, oh my God, how am I doing? Do I got to move this around? What do I got to do? Oh God. Yeah. He doesn't care. Well, you guys have your money in banks? (laughs) (laughs) What about banks? You should try it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe one day they're just never going to give you the money. It's under my mattress. Are you kidding me? I don't trust those guys. I, 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 well, I understand. I'm, I'm afraid that all of our balances are just going to disappear from the internet and the app. On payday, point. Mitch just brings a bag of cash to my apartment. <laughs> he brings me gold bars. <laughs> Makes sense. He's he's close with your roommates. I love that about him. That's nice. That, that's nice that you get paid yeah. uh, in gold bars by your boss in person. You So you have that fire sale like fear too? That one day you're going to log into the Chase app or the Bank of America app or whatever, and it's going to be- It's just all gone. It's going to be zero, and the bank's going to be like, what happened? Yeah, and and China's going to be like, we don't know nothing, Yeah, and they will have done something. And they will have done something. Yeah. Interesting. I think- I do. I have that terror. Well, because you know that the, the, the money is not on hand at the bank's. It's a weird It's a weird phenomenon. Like, if you walked into a bank- And asked for and your sa- money. And say, hey, here's 100 grand. You have 100 grand in a suitcase. Here's 100 grand. Yeah. They'd take it, no problem. You go to a bank and you're like, "Can I have a hundred grand?" Big problem. Yeah, they don't have it. There. Not all banks have that on on hand. Yeah, so it's a little, it's a little unless you're little, Daniel Snyder. Little fishy. Unless you're Daniel Snyder, then they've got everything you need. My but, goodness, I I don't know if people like actually put in the time to read that piece from Don Van Natta Jr. about the fifty five million dollar loan, dude. The sleaze and scummy nature of the entire thing, and I I just don't know if people even realize. 
that Roger Goodell essentially just sided with Daniel Snyder and leaned on the other three minority owners and forced them to sell at Daniel Snyder's price eventually. They walked away with like $875 million for what could eventually be worth like $2 billion. Oh, poor though. I know. Nobody cares. But it's like, but Goodell and all the other owners sided, as they have done before, with Daniel Snyder. And pushed out these other people. The other thing I didn't realize about that, one of the minority partners is Frederick Smith, the guy who founded FedEx. And he didn't want to make a stink about this stuff because he was worried about his son's coaching career. Arthur Smith. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Arthur Smith is his kid. So he goes along with the fleecing of himself and his corporate partners at the hands of Roger Goodell because he doesn't want to damage the coaching career of the, his kid, who's now the Atlanta Falcons head coach. That's good dadding. He took a $1.1 billion potential loss because his son is like, you know, yeah, he wants to make it on his own in this world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> on his own in this world. Yeah. That's, that's doing a lot of work. There. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't want to. I don't want to overstep and open up too many doors for myself. I don't want nepotism. I don't want my role as the FedEx chairman and part owner of the Washington Commanders to make things too easy <laughs> for my my son, who's the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that would be terrible. God, that'd be a terrible spot to be. Yeah, but Roger Goodell, bad guy, is what I'm saying. Oh, you're willing to go? Out yeah, there. I'm willing to go out there. Wow, NFL full of bad guys. Daniel Snyder, the worst of them. Uh, the worst of them. I think. I think he's the worst of them. Ooh. The worst of the NFL owners. Well, I mean, the current ones, because Jerry Richardson already got up out of there. Sure. Because uh, so, he was, he oh, was yeah, forced no. out. Dan- Daniel well, Snyder's, but he's, he's king of the dip. Worse than, than Mark Davis? Ha- Haslam family, who signed off on Deshaun Watson. I, I think gave so. Gave him the fully guaranteed deal. Look everything that Daniel Snyder's been charged with. Oh, no, I know. Multiple Mul- ways. Multiple workplace lawsuits, settlements. Uh, sexual se- stuff. Sexual Yeah, but Mark Davis took away the content of his haircut by going bald. True. Mm. He had the bowl cut. Yeah, that's a dad. That's yeah, that was bald that, now. That was bad. I mean, it's up no, there. Snyder, no, Snyder. How about the Packers owners? <laughs> yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. That's a good point. There's some real scumbags out there among you shareholders. That's a good point. Tanny always making good sports yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, How much of that podcast did you listen to? The Aubrey Marcus podcast. Uh, too much. Too, too much. Yeah, more, <laughs> too much. It, it also the course of my day, which I'm not happy about. When I saw it, it was a little late in the game for me to have to invest in watching it. Well, so. we, we, we appreciate your sacrifice. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Uh, and that's actually pared down considerably. Oh, I believe <laughs> you. I, I'm sure. I believe you. I don't understand oh, you your methods. you think he was not long-winded? <laughs> I, I don't understand your methods. I feel like you're. I feel like sometimes you work 25 hours in a 24-hour day. You know? The man consumes a lot of content he, to he, give us the best content. Well, process. what happens when they turn the lights off? They say, you used to be Chris Tano. <laughs> oh, no. Somebody needs to do that voice. I still am. Somebody needs to do quiet Aaron Rodgers overnight host on NPR voice. Somebody's got to get that done. Do they? I, I don't know. I think Tanny just did it. No, he did well, it. He, he did it. He did it well. Yeah. But I, a decision is coming. What We could do a pool on when he's going to make a decision. Do you think Bears fans want him on the Packers or off the Packers? Like this version of Aaron Rodgers and the longer he stays, the more it hurts their salary. Oh, yeah. But then, and maybe he, screws them up uh, out of keeping Jordan Love. Ryan Poles and head coach Matt Eberflus. How actively are both of you checking your phones for news that Aaron Rodgers is leaving the division? <laughs> not, not much I haven't at all. Checked it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they don't seem to. Not, not that interested. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still. Yeah. I, I'll still bank on Jordan Love not being good. 
So I'll I'll, st- I'll I'll take. You didn't see that six minutes of game time on I, Sunday night. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. I'll I'll I'll. Rogers leaving, I still think is good for the Bears, even though the financials would suggest uh, would suggest otherwise. Speaking of that clip of uh, Poles and Eberflus with Florio, he was very very comfortable. Ryan Poles. We'll play a little bit of that for you before speaks his twenty first favorite ball player of the last thirty summers in Chicago. A Mark Grody Bears report. It's going to go much smoother than yesterday. That was my fault. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. The woo people are out. Thanks for playing some mood thing. That made me feel good. Chilling with my man Rusty Ghost is a beast. Afternoons on the score. Not sure I've heard that one from Wes before. That's great stuff. We will hear Speaks' 21st favorite baseball player last 30 years. He's done 30 baseball seasons in Chicago. This upcoming one is number 31, counting you down from 30 to 1 on opening day, every day at 445. Number 21 is a present-day superstar in this town. But uh, they're doing the media rounds out there in Indianapolis, and Florio and Chris Sims had Eberflus and Poles together uh, so it was the four of them having a conversation, and it was very comfortable and relaxed. And it was after Eberflus had done the podiums, which was well after Poles had done the podium. So Poles had certainly done plenty of interviews already before this one, and it just seemed very relaxed. And uh, Tanny put together a little chunk on them talking about the quarterback situation, and listen to how comfortable Poles is uh, discussing where they're at. At the end of the season, we had the opportunity to evaluate our team and evaluate Justin to see you know, what direction we wanted to go. Um, but at the same time, what makes this all special in the league is you know, we got to do our homework. You have opportunities, so you got to do your homework on the class that comes up. So right. we're going to do that. Um, but we feel comfortable where, where Justin is and where he's going to go. And, um, you know, we'll just do our homework and kind of see where it goes from there. Like, um, where, where, like, as far as are you kind of shocked about this conversation that's going on around Fields and the number one pick right now? You know, as far as I know it's a quarterback. All we talk about is quarterbacks, yeah. everybody. But, you know, I, I, I'm also like, man, how did this come out of nowhere? Didn't I see this guy make some of the greatest runs I saw all year? And all of a sudden we're talking about now another quarterback at number one. Right. Are you surprised that that's kind of taken no, I'm not surprised no, at all. Not. And, yeah. and that was, you know, Justin and I had that conversation of what this offseason would, would look like and sound like and uh, to really separate himself. And if anything did change, I'd be in communication with him. Um, but it is, it's you know, it's fun to talk about. I thought it was pretty clear, you know, after the season, just saying I'd really have to be blown away, you know, by one of these quarterbacks in this class yeah. to move on from right. a guy that showed ability to be explosive and yeah. put his team in position to succeed. And we got work to do, you know, as a front office to surround him with talent so he can continue to grow and get better. Because yeah. there's still no sure thing. You're, you're basically acquiring the example I always use as a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. You don't know that that quarterback that comes in is going to be great. You have a guy that's showing attributes that he can be great. Right. Makes it even harder to move on from him and start from scratch. And it would put even more pressure, I think, on the next quarterback if you give up on Justin Fields. Yeah, no doubt about it. And we both believe in player development. So from a coaching perspective, getting him in a place where the game slows down is going to be critical. And then from from a front office perspective, again, it's about surrounding him with talent so he can lean on others to kind of break through that next level. It just doesn't seem like he is at all considering trading fields, which no. is not not breaking news in any way. But it's he's tipping his hand maybe like five percent more than I thought he would because he's saying you know we got to do our due diligence and evaluate everything. So like that's leaving the door open. But 
just sounds like a guy very, very comfortable in knowing that the number one pick is going to have a huge demand. That's what I think it is. I think it's uh, worthwhile to point out what time of day these interviews are happening, how many times he has talked about the same thing. Yeah. Because you can hear the defenses get worn away a little bit and just get a little more comfortable and maybe maybe tip the hand even just a tad more than he wants to. Yeah, and I think he's like largely staying on script. I'm not like at all pre- pretending yeah. that there's like a bombshell in there, but just the idea of – I call it media instincts – Strikes me that he has gotten enough calls from enough teams about the number one pick that he feels that he can be more emboldened in talking about Justin Mm -hmm. as his guy, knowing that he's going to be able to trade that number one pick regardless of how this goes. Like yeah. He's he's not going to necessarily need to play poker and be like, well, we might take a quarterback at one. Who knows? Yeah. So I think I think that he's just doing a good job with that whole part of it. You know, it's interesting. Um, we'll talk to Mark Grody at five. He had tweeted a quote earlier from Chris Ballard, the Colts GM, who uh, was taking exception to the philosophy that you have to trade up to the top to get a quarterback. And Ballard apparently muscled up a little and said, quote, maybe we'll get one at four, unquote. And we've had that fear along the way that they would sit there at four and be happy with one that fell to them. But the more action there is up at the top, the more trades there are up at the top, the, and the more talk of that, then the less likely that that is. That, that strikes me as just Ballard kind of muscling up and just being chatty after there's been so much on the other side. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, and we'll hear some Ballard coming up at, uh, at 5 o'clock with, with Grody. I mean, the story of the day is the Jalen Carter development, and – if taking a top player out of the top of the draft helps or hurts the bears. And I think it's going to come down to if they're trading down, how far down is that guy falling? Like Mm -hmm. if there are seven blue chip players and now there are six and what comes out with Jalen Carter is he's absolutely not a blue chip player. He's going to fall to late first round out of the first round entirely, something like that. Then it probably hurts them a bit because they probably can't trade down as far and still get a top flight guy. But if they're comfortable with, ah, he's going to fall a bit, we could take him. They could probably trade down even further and get this top guy on their board. I think that's the top story of the day. And we still have uh, quarterbacks are tomorrow? Friday, I believe. Friday? Friday? I think think quarterbacks are Friday. Yeah, I didn't even remember what day of the week it was. Today, not what day quarterbacks were. Yeah, like, today's Wednesday. Today, today, today is Wednesday. It started out as Wednesday. I'm pretty sure we're I believe there. it still is Wednesday. That makes sense. But yeah, you need the quarterbacks to be good. And someone was like really getting at me on Twitter saying, like, I don't know how I don't understand how you would say that if there are multiple quarterbacks at the top of the draft, that's a good thing for the Bears. You clearly need to have one guy definitively who's number one. Mm-hmm. You just need someone to have conviction and being willing to trade up to number one. The more quarterbacks that go at the top, the further you can trade down because you're not drafting a quarterback and you can get the best edge or the best D tackle or whatever lower in the draft. That's been my argument because I don't believe that teams go, well, I've got Bryce Young and Will Levis tied. I don't think teams are like, I'll just, I don't, Chris Bowers like, I'm just going to let whoever falls to me. Nah, they're going to fall in love with the guy and have their choice. And that doesn't mean that they necessarily will move up to get them. But I think that teams have conviction on a guy and they go up and get that guy. Now you're making me wonder if like any GM has ever admitted, nah, we were cool with either one. I think they say it, but they don't. How could you mean it? 
Like a one that would be a good test case for it is when because Kyle Shanahan traded so early to move up from thirteen to three, and so he he either had to know that he was getting Trey Lance, or he had to genuinely be comfortable with Trey Lance or Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Like he had to genuinely be comfortable with multiple options. That's just hard for me to believe that. Like I'm going to stake my reputation on. Eh, whichever quarterback's there. Yeah. It's not normally how it's done for the face of the position, uh, for the face of the team in the sport. Speaks, we've had a lot of fun with this. You've put a lot of work into it. You have a proprietary system. <laughs> your favorite players of your 30 baseball seasons in Chicago, number 21 is next on the score. He's got a chance. Go! We're counting down the days to opening day. Happy opening day. By celebrating some of Chicago baseball's all-time greats. There go number 400. But Big Frank, you can't put it on the board. Yes! Here comes the hook. Got him! 20 strikeouts! It's Matt Spiegel's top 30 favorite Chicago baseball players of the last 30 years. Matt Spiegel is one of the great baseball people, and not only in this town, but across the country. From Abreu. Sox win! Sox win! On a grand slam by Jose Abreu. To Big Z. Carlos Zambrano has no hit! The Houston Astros! Matt Spiegel counts us down to opening day. Wow, is that huge! Matt Spiegel's 30 players for 30 years. That's how you do it. On the Parkins and Spiegel Show on 670 The Score. We've got a Bears report with Mark Grody from the Combine coming up in 15 minutes. Speaks has worked hard on this project. We're doing it every day at 445 leading up to opening day. He's been in town. This will be his 31st baseball season in Chicago. 30 favorite players. Leading up to opening day, Alfonso Soriano was 30, Ray Durham 29, Carlos Lee 28, Ryan Sandberg 27, Maglio Ordonez 26, <laughs> Kyle Schwarber 25, Carlos Zambrano 24, 23, Jack McDowell 22, Ryan Dempster 21 is... Tim Anderson. I have to divorce myself from the moment as we think about the entire arc for Tim Anderson in this town and how much fun it's been, right? Because it's a tough moment. For T.A., coming off a disastrous and a controversial season and having had a sensitive media literacy moment uh, a couple of weeks ago. But he deserves placement on this list for the on-field growth, for excellence, and his huge role in a necessary culture war. First-round pick in 2013, T.A., a slow and kind of injury-riddled slog through the minors for a few years, but he was somebody he kept hearing about as a piece of the future. Toolsy, athletic, raw prospect. In the Sox system, most of those things don't mean that you ever arrive under Kenny Williams. So there was a lot of doubt. But I love the symmetry of who got cut to make room for Tim Anderson's call-up. Anybody remember who got cut? Was it Jimmy Rollins? It was Jimmy Rollins. Sorry, sorry. Didn't mean to be right. So good. The latest of so many KW scrap heap signings. That's who a ended, me comment right there. That's fantastic. <laughs> who ended their careers here. T.A. replaced Jimmy Rollins. He got here and was immediately fun. Swagger, great smile, breath of fresh air, and an emblem of hope on some bad teams. He was also pretty good. Free swinger, but clearly Elite contact skills, more power than you'd think, and very fast 
And uh, raw but smooth out there defensively. Nine homers in 99 games, hit 283. That offseason, he signed the big deal, but it really isn't that big when you think about it. Seven years, $25 million. It was clearly a great bargain for the Sox, but it also did have the feeling of an Alabama kid being set up for the rest of his life. So the vibes stayed good in that regard. 2017 and 2018 is the Sox stunk. T.A.'s defense was really inconsistent. Took some steps forward in the second year. Still lots of throwing errors, but progressively less with the gloves. But in 2018, man, 20 homers, 26 steals. You're like, oh, boy. A lot of possibility out there. And then in 2019 comes the breakout. His shift in mindset, I loved. And it's so instructive and really cool. Instead of hunting fastballs, he decided to sit on off-speed pitches and spank them with line drives to the pull side in center field. And he trusted the quickness of his wrists to catch up to heat. Takes a lot of mental strength, focus, and athletic skills to do such a thing like that in the middle of a career. Respect. Wins the batting title, leading the majors in hitting at 335. And the swagger and the flair never left, of course. But it played even better going along with excellence at the plate. They fed off each other. April of that year against the Royals, the seminal moment that kicks off a cultural moment of consequence in baseball. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. 2-0 socks. The ball was majestic. The bat was a javelin. And the Sox lead. And Maldonado gets right in Anderson's face after Keller drills him with the first pitch. And here we go. Fun in baseball is not allowed. We have to yell at each other because he flipped his bat. Do better baseball. Joe West just threw somebody out. He threw Tim Anderson out of the game. I don't know about that. So you're going to stand there and take a projectile in the rear end and get thrown out of the game for it? That's insane. Wow. That might be the last time ever that somebody was thrown out of the game for a bat flip from two innings earlier. Change the game. T.A. is at the front of a new, young, hip, entertaining batch of players that the game always needs, and he helped alter the culture of this sport in a positive way. Machismo used to methodically hammer away at passion, but no, that was weakened greatly by him and by others, and the game is better for it. It's a big, big moment. Changing the game, baby. Yeah. Changing the game. In, uh, in 2020, a great season in the uh, pandemic-shortened season. 322 he hits with 45 runs scored, 10 homers, 21 ribs. And all the while, T.A. was doing great work in the community as well. Anderson's League of Leaders developing into a national baseball celebrity, as you know, Danny, on the cover of RBI Baseball. 2021, after he homered in the corn game, our friend Joe Buck raved about him and what he should be. I think Tim Anderson should be the face of baseball. I, I really do. I, I think he's everything right about the game. He's he's all energy. The guy plays his tail off. He he is awesome. And for him to step up in that moment uh, to to represent the White Sox and to walk it off like that uh, on that kind of a stage, I mean, those are little things that happen along the way that turn into bigger things. See, I, and I, I jumped ahead because it's before that year. It's before 2021 when he's talking to you. And you goaded him. I was waiting. I know I mean, you were. I was, I was waiting. You, go, you, you goaded him into, into headline material, bulletin board material. Tim Anderson back on the score. You're the most honest athlete in Chicago. <laughs> who cares? If they blog about it, if they podcast about it, if they tweet about it, who cares, man? Just say what you feel. You're the best team in the American League. Yeah, f- 
But we're the best team in the American League. <laughs> My man. I mean, we can't say the F word on the radio. But other than that. Sorry, uh, Sorry everybody listening. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. It's I forget who's interviewing him. Whoever's interviewing him just baited him. <laughs> yeah, Lucas. I did. I mean, bet you remember our names now. Uh, yeah, not, not in the best possible way. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fine. It's it's it sounds so innocent and joyful to hear these TA moments from a couple years ago, doesn't it? It's amazing. Last year was awful, on and off the field, and personally, it seems his legacy is taking a hit. But if you zoom out, he deserves to be right here at twenty-one with a chance to rise. Big season for Tim Anderson. So far in six and a half years, top 10 rookie of the year finish, two all-star teams, a silver slugger award, a top 10 MVP season. On the proprietary five-tool scale, he gets an eight for offense, just a seven for defense. Vibes? Did fans look forward to seeing you? Did they leave liking you? Gets a nine on the vibes. Teammateship? Did you make the group better? Were you an energy provider? Gets an eight there. Memorable moments? Corn game and the bat flip and more? Gets an eight there for a total of uh, 40, and Tim Anderson, number 21 at our top 30. Deserving. I mean, so many great moments, so damn cool. Very clearly what baseball needs more of wasn't embraced and then is embraced by the game in terms of he talks about the culture war and Mm -hmm. he became a phenomenon uh, within the sport. And, yeah, the, the inconsistencies on defense, the injury, uh, some streakiness, but also a huge piece at the top of the order. Like when he's there, everything made a lot. Uh, everything just felt a lot better for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. And if he bounces back, man, he's he win a batting title. He's got superstar potential, both as a marketer, spoke, spokesperson, social media savvy individual, yeah, and also as a baseball player. I love watching Tim Anderson play baseball. Lot, Deserving a lot, lot of growth and evolution in his game, and um, you know, he still needs to do more. Uh, defensively, yes, uh, but it has it has grown and gotten more consistent. That's for sure. You guys still love him? Oh, are you kidding me? Just making sure. It was on his Instagram the other day. He he unveiled his new uh, his TA logo on a, like a new era fitted hat. I was like, oh yeah, that's a that's a nice look right there. But like, he's also just a lesson in in personal perseverance. Like during that season where he finally breaks out, you know, after going through the lows mentally of like the loss of his one of his best friends and then rebounding from that. And then sort of owning it and putting it behind him, but never forgetting about it, and then using that in, into a positive situation, and then taking that next step into being like a baseball superstar. That's like a really a good lesson to learn from TA there, also, because he was like a different guy his first couple of years than as he's going through that personal tragedy. And then all of a sudden, he kind of he breaks out of it and he blossoms into the player in person that you guys see him out there now. Yeah, he is uh, still the face of the White Sox, but. Shane, what do you think? Yeah, I like him. Right. <laughs> I'm still in. Hey, so does so does Grafol, right? Pedro Grafol's been talking about him, saying very glowing. Over things. the years, I've learned to understand that don't get ahead of yourself in the evaluation process because uh, spring training takes about ten or fifteen games into really to to kind of settle into evaluations. But Tim Anderson has been somebody that I've been unbelievably impressed with. I saw it from the other side. My instinct was that, you know what, this guy's a winner. You know, he's, he, he plays with, with an edge um, that I've always admired. 
but then when I've gotten when I got here and, and we've had a chance to talk face to face and I got a chance to spend some time with him on the field I my evaluation on him was right and I'm really happy that my evaluation on him was right 21st on Speaks' list of the favorite players of the last 30 years, Tim Anderson. Mark Grody joins us for another Bears report from the Combine. You'll hear from Chris Ballard, Will Anderson, Ian Rappaport, and more. Grody, next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.